Yo, what is good, Fourth Fam? Off the Record is back with a special edition. And we're here and we're moving on from last week's episode where we're all boycotting the Lion King, right? Am I right? Wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Dan. Uh, I'm about to get blown up by the beehive. You don't even know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I'm going to be standing in the back like the beehive, the beehive can go take nope. Mufasa or no, no, Scar. They can live with Scar in his nope. like valley of death. Uh, man, nope. I ain't even touching that. Nope. That's what I'm not nah, doing. No. Nope. Wait till, wait till, wait till high, the beehive and D1's fans get together <laughs> and come not. after with pitchforks, with with yeah. some good Charlottesville tiki torches <laughs> coming after you, but nonetheless, <laughs> you know it's it's dope that we got like kind of like four artists in in our own respective rights all together. And I do think it's interesting. Like we get a lot of listeners who kind of don't get to experience our work a lot of times, and or you know whether that be like of course Dan, you have this history in terms of film and producing and editing and all of this or whatever. David, you are out here. Uh, being big time uh, Hollywood definitely uh, big time uh, comedian you guys are uh, there was a guy following around with a camera during the podcast yesterday wow 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 really wow. yeah we're really gonna, we're gonna, wow we're gonna really? go back to that for real though uh, our published author oh, uh, ain't got no Brown. books though ain't got no books <laughs> Zondervan's not gone <laughs> And uh, I'm out here not putting out an album, apparently, because that's just apparently what I've not been doing. But um, but no, you know, definitely writing and and, and doing music and, and all that stuff. stuff. Out okay. here, Come out on, here man. trying. Okay. Out here trying. Just let you be written your yeah, for real. Hey, out here in these streets. Uh, this rough drafts be sounded better than some people's final show. Oh, well, okay. hey, continue. Uh, hey, continue. But I do think it's interesting because like there are a lot of people, you know, Fourth District and it's like inception we always talked about we wanted to be a place for artists to think and you know but i do think one of the things that kind of gets under discussed is like just that grind of being an artist i mean y'all know like a lot of times via instagram or social media we post highlights <laughs> but there are low 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 lights mm. and low and and uh so often that doesn't get discussed and talked about and it's just kind of fascinating like just kind of if you could think about just kind of one of those crazy stories or scenarios where you're just like man either either you know what it's like trying to run after people to get paid uh after a show, after doing work or, or, or before it, and like realizing that like bills don't stop, even though <laughs> you, you've done everything on your end, invoices or whatever. And even just other parts, right? Where like, you're like, there are times when it's like going really well. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when like like work is coming in and you're like, oh, I can't keep I can't yeah, keep up I'm on all this. Stuff away. I gotta turn I gotta give it to other people. Thanks, Amina. Yeah. Uh that's how help. I get work. But, <laughs> but, uh, but like, you know what I mean? There's that. But then there's also times when it's just like, so did my number change? <laughs> did someone forget? Did I get to forget to pay something? Like, yeah. How am I like, not getting on Instagram? Like, hello, hello. <laughs> right, right. Right. I say to go back to Lion King. Anybody? Is anybody? 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 anybody. <laughs> 
Right. And so, like, what do you do during those times? Like, he started you... a company called Fourth District. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good work. That man. will not Good help work. you. Let me be very clear. <laughs> the bills will <laughs> not they, stop. They, they got bigger. <laughs> actually, once you start a company like Fourth District, but yeah, it's just it's it's tough out there, yo. And I, I remember, and I. It was a very random story. I, it just came to my mind that like, this isn't even like a struggling thing. This was just like a, yo, life is crazy. I got booked one time to do, to write a verse. Um, uh, names will be not said mm-hmm. to protect the guilty. The guilty. <laughs> okay. Not the innocent. But but I got. I'm gonna start guessing about 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna say too damn. Dan's eyes lit up. Like, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna crack this. Dan, Dan, is no, Dan is messy. Dan, like that's yeah. essentially what he is. Dan finds the messy and runs towards it. Like ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, I ain't play those. <laughs> nonetheless, I, I will say this. I got I got um, booked to do some work where I was like uh, writing for. Actually, I had to write copy like a song essentially for for an organization that works in like the health field or whatever right but they wanted like a rap song mm-hmm. right which just you know it I, it didn't excite me but <laughs> the prospect of being paid did excite yeah. me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a Don Bean is gonna be like listed on I didn't have to shoot a video it was just like I'm gonna do this give it you know get the check mm-hmm. no one has to know anything on the back end and i remember i went and recorded <laughs> this uh, i wrote the song wrote to the music they had which was like eh. <laughs> and i wrote and i did i did the recording of it and the dude that booked me didn't wasn't like necessary he wasn't in the studio but he wasn't like local or anything but we're like sending work to him so that he could check it out and whatnot and Y'all realize that his criticism of my work Mm-mm. was not that what I written, what I had written was bad. It wasn't that like he didn't like any like his criticism was that I was not black enough. <gasps> Come on, man. <sighs> oh, I wish it wasn't a conversation I'd had before. <laughs> All right. I wish I hadn't had that conversation before, but man. I have, though. Oh, Plot twist, of course, which you should have figured out already. He was not black. He was definitely a white what? man telling me what? that I was not, I did not sound black enough. <sighs> and uh, yeah, guys, it was interesting. To have the, that level of uh, stupidity. <laughs> no, no, no. Just to be like, no, no, no. I, I'll, I'll explain black to this black man. I've, listen, <laughs> listen. Like that. That's a whole nother level of confidence that I aspire to. It's real out here, guys. So, in in fairness, he didn't... Not even in fairness. This is also more uh, fuck shit. Basically, he didn't tell me this. Mm -hmm. He told the other white guy working... Sad. In so many ways that, like, yeah, like, I just kind of want it to be a little more... He didn't even... He didn't even go urban. He didn't... You know what I mean? Like, I would have... I don't know if I'd respect it, but I was just Nothing like... Nothing about this is respectable. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. But he was just like, yeah, I just kind of think like, you know, I just wanted it more like... Yeah. More black. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and the dude who told me, we we were cool. We had worked on previous projects and he just, he was kind of like, yeah, I don't really know how to tell you this, but this is what this guy had said. And I was wow. like, oh, you can just tell me. 
but yeah man it was fascinating because it's, it's very bizarre because you know you realize like hey i i wake up black every day yeah every single day it turns out yeah. there is not I a day i take off yet. Nope. not yet no nope. finding off day yet. there's wow. times i've tried yeah couldn't get it <laughs> no and uh but no man so that's definitely like one of my more weird like yo this it's, it's real out here but it's also like i need that check yeah and like trying to figure out like do i have this conversation now mm-hmm. do i have it later yeah do i just cash that check and keep it moving yeah it's weird out here but man. yeah that's what i got what's a what's a crazy story out there uh, crazy story i don't necessarily have a crazy story it's, i think uh, for me right now it's like not even right now just probably going forward uh it's like finding your voice mm. and finding what people so it's interesting a lot of my subject fits nowhere <laughs> <laughs> Why you know are you I mean? getting mm-hmm. in my business, David? Like, it fits nowhere. <laughs> Why are you speaking to my wow. life so, right so now? So we're talking though. about someone who myself grew up in the church, was immediately told not to do Christian comedy. Yeah. Shout out to Show Barack for that. <laughs> right. Uh, but then you start, when you start looking at paid things, <laughs> they are in the church, and people are like, well, can he do that? Right? Mm-hmm. Can he do that? And then I've And I have. And yeah. I'll do well in it, right? Right. But then there are people who are like, oh, that material, like, can he do uh my first TV thing? Well, is he black enough? Wow. Can right. he handle right. this yeah. this club? And I'm like, always been black. Right. Right, right, right. right. And then seeing how they take that, I mean, I've I've been very forward about this. That's everybody loves like talks about the that camera thing. That's I hate that the most. The Kevin the, the skit you the, 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 the set you did no, or what I they showed. The, yes, how they how they were like, here's the black we want you to be. Got you. You know, wow. and took out all of the other stuff that I was literally trying to show that like it means I I, I can do anything I can do what I do yeah. in front of anyone. Yeah. Right. And prove yeah. that point. Yeah. And they were like, nah, we just gonna do so it's interesting, you know, it, it's it's weird. You know, even and then when I the clubs that I normally do that might be predominantly white people in the audience. Ah, it's too it's too black, you right. know what I mean. And so it's mm-hmm. like, so I mean, in the last probably couple of months, I've just been like, oh, my whole model is like, oh, just let 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 them be late, let everybody mm. be late. Mm. <laughs> if you go, let them be late, like they're gonna be late because I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm cl- it's working everywhere, yeah. but no one believes it's working. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in the stage, I, I'm hitting that I'm not been able to rock. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No matter the audience, like you put me in front of. I just did thirty. I literally this is this is how versus. I'm, this is me patting myself on the back. Sometimes you got to do it as an artist. That's right. Sometimes you got to pat You're yourself right, on the back. Right. Mm-hmm. Last was it two Saturdays ago. I went and did thirty minutes at an, uh, a church that was a twelfth anniversary. Black, all black, mm-hmm. older people. Right. Yeah, yeah. Did thirty minutes there. Left that. Went and did ten minutes in front of a very. Uh, progressive feminist <laughs> like <laughs> festival. Right. Did ten minutes rock that. I'm and I'm I'm not doing the same jokes. Right. But it's the same me and it's yeah. the same my same. And but but it's I know that people won't book me for certain things. Like ah he might he might not know how to do this in front of this girl. And so one of the things is as an artist I'm learning is like yo you got to just let people be late mm-hmm. and the people understand what you worth. You know like. And I, as an artist, you want people to be like, "I like you." Sure, I appreciate what you're doing. But sure. at some point, you got to be like, "Oh, if you don't get it, that's that's on you. You will, you're gonna be late, and right. that's okay. Right? I'm okay with you being late because I'm not gonna make myself feel bad because you're not onto what I'm doing. Absolutely. So that's something. I mean, I'm I'm mm. learning constantly, but like, yeah, I'm just like, let them be late. There if they is. don't see the vision, they don't see the vision. But that's on them. Yeah, you know. David trying to speak a word. Yeah. He trying to speak, to speak a word to, to me in here today. <laughs> he trying to speak a word to me. I was like, does he know my life? <laughs> we, we ain't talked about this before, Man. David. Because it's fascinating. Because you, I mean, 
you definitely do. Uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but like you're like a lot of times you send it, you kind of be are the only woman of color. Real talk on huge conferences <clears throat> and conventions and festivals and things like that. And yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's, it gets crazy. Yo, like, first of all, the first the first story that came to my mind when you told your story earlier was I remember being asked um, to go into an event setting <laughs> tries to protect these guilty names. Um, I was going into an event setting and they were asking me to do like a poem. It's like a key, like signature poem of mine. Uh-huh. It's like a poem that like, I don't, let, I don't let people cover that. Yeah. Like if you, or I, and oh, I'm not, right. and yeah. I'm not changing oh, the that. words to it. Like yeah. it is what it is. You accept the piece for what it is or not, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they had brought me in to do that piece. And there were two white men who were in leadership, okay. one in position above the other, if that makes sense. So like the boss and then the dude that like yeah, the worked deputy. under him, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the deputy. So the deputy dude during the sound check, he comes up to me after the sound check and he's like, this is going great. This is going really great. But listen, I'm so scared. I'm I so think afraid. that you're being too loud right here at the beginning. I think it needs like... We need to go go in with more of a whisper, go in with like a lower tone. I don't know that our people can engage oh. with you um, being at that energy level oh, okay. for the entire piece. Okay. Now, at the time that he's saying this to me, this is a poem that I've been performing for 14 years. And to your point, David, have never walked into a crowd, no matter what their cultural mm-hmm. background, no matter what their age, even done that in some crowds that weren't church or christian crowds yeah. and that poem never not works right 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 it always works right. every crowd so first of all there's the audacity that as a man mm-hmm. you are saying to me as a professional woman that you paid to come in and do my stuff because I'm not doing your stuff that you wrote. Right, you brought right. me in here to do some stuff I wrote right. that you're going to give me instructions right. on how I'm going to perform it. Right. So he was talking, but I wasn't listening. Mm. You know, he's talking about, I'm like, I'm about to still yeah. Yeah. <laughs> run this again. What you don't but, know is <laughs> I'm about to still do what I do though. Yeah. So I'm running through it. All right, Makita. Um, you know, <laughs> just so we're clear. I'm running through it and he comes back up again and on some like didn't quite say the words but said the words yeah he came back the second time that was that was good too i also wanted to tell you like i don't want you to be afraid to get wild i want you to get wild on the mic so first of all i'm like do you understand how offensive it is for you to be saying to a black woman those words like period what do you understand wow. i wish i was telling you a lie Get i wish i was telling you a lie and if oh. i said the name of this place everybody listening would be like <gasps> like what yeah and like having to basically say to these two white men you brought me in here to do what i do yeah and like and i'm gonna do that yeah. Like you can give me all the feedback in the world, but like I'm gonna walk in, I'm gonna feel the vibe of the room, I'm gonna do what it is God sent me to do sure. here. Period. You right. know. But also, after you have that exchange, you got that five minutes before you got to go on stage, and now you got to give yourself to talk. 
that I deserve to be here, Mm -hmm. that I walk in the courage of my ancestors, Mm -hmm. that I'm here doing the thing that God gave me to do. It doesn't matter what box these people have or what they think they can train me to do. Like, this is the thing I do. Like, you have to give yourself that time. So you don't walk out there like in your head and not able to like do your stuff, you know? So there's a lot of moments like that that happen as a woman as a woman of color, some asinine questions and Mm. statements that you have to field that make it so hard. And like, I I really echo a lot of what David said. And Dave and I have been talking off, off the record, Mm -hmm. just even about like, as a spoken word poet for me building sets Mm -hmm. and that a part of my set is like bringing in some of that like comedic voice that Mm -hmm. I have but in the moments in church that I was given you can't be funny right there Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. you sandwich between like these two Hillsong songs (laughs) you can't walk out and be like you know what's weird about communion? You, know, like, you can't walk out and be like, I'd be worried about the germs on people's fingers sometimes. Like, you can't walk out with that, you know? So part right. of my work was like, I want to build my 30 minutes yeah. to your point, David. Like yeah. I want to build my hour. Right. And I've got my hour to where I've been doing it all sorts of places. Yeah. I haven't done it any place where it didn't work, but all the people in those different rooms have the questions yeah. of yeah. like, well, if she does that here, is that going to feel too churchy? Right. But then if she does that here, is it going to have enough edge? And it's yeah. like, just give me, just me... the stage, right. like put me in a senior citizen's home. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in a room full of junior high kids. I got you. Give me college students yeah. give me church people give me people in the lounge that actually right. came to kick it like right. yeah. give You're me the people me and a brown yeah I'm let me do it you, yeah. and yes. i go to any of those environments yeah. and work uh dan i want to ask you a question after this i, I just want to follow up though with amina on something you talked about being uh being a woman of color being a black woman in these spaces but i'm also curious like what's it like Cause you've done this like as a single woman yeah, and a married woman. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that there's different, definitely with like church environments, crazy, yeah, like talk. you get treated differently, particularly as a single woman versus like a married woman. Like what, what are some of those exchanges like, you know what I mean? Like even like, yeah, I don't know. Like, are, are they asking for like, where's your husband at? Or like, wh- what's been going on like that? I think as a single woman, most men played the game of avoidance. Okay. Which always was weird to me. Like, who wants you? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 so, um, so just, Christian men are like, oh, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you might get something on me with like, what like they they're basically trying to protect their uh uh purity in some in, way in a certain way they're making an they're making a large assumption that Absolutely. I that I care about them like that <laughs> or want them in any way right right like right. I'm here as a professional right. just like you're here as a professional right. just like you go to churches and different places all the right. time I'm doing that too so if you have a wife wonderful I would love to <laughs> shake her hand and meet her but like. I don't want you. Right. Like I'm not here for that, you know. So yeah. a lot of it became this very weird like uh, I was going to come up and introduce myself, but I, you know, there was oh all these God. like we wow. you know, and it's like, okay, but you could shake my hand we in a public place. <laughs> right. Like it's not like we in a back oh, room man. with the do- like okay, yeah. let's be professionals, right. you know. So when I was single, it was like avoidance like the plague wow. in the green room like not talking to you, not having a conversation, don't know how to interact with you at all. Yeah. Once I got married, then it became like, oh, you're still on the road? 
Mm. Wow. You're you're still it's okay with your husband that you still travel. I was thinking you were going to travel less now that you're married. I actually had a man in a green room. I wish I was telling y'all a lie. He was like, so basically, you know, when you get, now that you're married, you know, when you have kids, you don't have to like really worry because, you know, once you have kids, I'm sure that like a church will hire you and they'll like put you on staff or whatever, because you probably, you know, won't be on the road by then. It's like, these are things you would never say to another man in agreement. You never be like, homie, you're a doctor. I guess you're married now. You're going to do less surgeries. (laughs) You're like never going to say that to a man. So like, there's all these ideas that like, as a woman who is an artist and an entrepreneur, when you're single, you're a pariah. Basically, yeah. you are a constant, like full of adultery person. <laughs> you are just you're being there. You are temptation. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you're being there. Right. And then once you get married, it's like there's always like it's like men are always wanting to be like, shouldn't you be home baking muffins? Like they don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes out loud all right. the way, but that's underneath everything. Like, oh, that's really cool. You're doing that, but like the muffins, <laughs> like they the haven't muffins. been baked. <laughs> Like, who gonna bake the muffins? If you here, where the muffins at? You neglecting the muffins, Amina. That is crazy. Yo, Dan, so... Do you know the muffin man? Do you? (laughs) Who lives on Drury Lane? (laughs) So, Dan, like, I feel like you're one of the... And I've I've said this to you before. Like, you are one of the most uh, entrepreneurial people, person. I can't... I can't speak at this late hour that uh, that I know because uh, I just I I will talk to you and just find out that you've started another company. (laughs) Right. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, I legit. Oh, wait, what? It won't even be me talking to you. I will just check your Instagram. I'll be like, oh, okay, that. He's a part like of this Callum, now. Another one. Right. A side out here owning all these yeah. businesses and stuff. But uh but no, man. And so like you you worked for yourself right out of college, mm, during yeah. college. Like how did how did yeah. this work for you? Like, yeah, man. My story is like is definitely one. Um my grandfather was a, a civil engineer, owned his own firm. Um and so when I graduated college, he basically kind of sat me down and was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, at the time, I was just a dirtbag rock climber that was got a history degree <laughs> and had spent a good bit of time doing film, but really did it because I loved it. And it was like, oh, well, if I'm going to have to be in college, I'll do something I love doing. Wow. I want to do documentary. Uh, I remember I saw Invisible Children um and it changed my life and i was like i want i want to tell stories like that and so i did that through college i did documentary work um and then um when i graduated though i thought i was gonna honestly live in yosemite valley uh and rock climb for like three years and then be the cool history teacher that came back uh (laughs) and like lived life um that was the game plan um and really he, at that point in time had a lot of like a pr- like assumptions about money my dad was a very very successful businessman and so mm-hmm. uh but i saw a lot of like terrible things that came from that of that level of success mm-hmm. not in sense of him but more in the sense of like time and like mm-hmm. me and his relationship yeah and uh and so i kind of ran away from that anyway long story short my grandfather sat me down i was like what do you want to do and i was like man i i know i'd love to do film i'd love to um do cinematic documentary and tell stories all over the world. Um, 
but I just don't have the connections and I don't want to move to New York. I don't want to move to LA. Mm -hmm. And he gave me, and he was like, well, what if I buy you a camera and give you a year to like chase after it? Wow. And so he gave me $8,000, which basically gave me a couple months rent and the ability to buy a camera. And, and from that point on, uh, me and a couple of buddies had got together and built this company called remedy films. And Mm -hmm. for about five years, uh, we we traveled around the world and did documentary filmmaking, yeah. action sports documentary. Crazy. Um, and so and and that was awesome. I guess my my advice or like my like takeaway to artists as we talk about these things and part of my story is is like it's crazy because as artists you get the like the purity of the dream, you get to chase this dream, and I think um, what's been you know the good ending to a, like a hard story is like you know we. At Remedy woke up after five years and two of us were like, oh, we sold out. Mm. Like wow. we over to, you know, when we got into this thing, we were going to do action sports documentary. We were working with Red Bull, like, but like Red Bull paid us like pennies mm-hmm. to come do what we were doing. And then we would take like these really high in corporate gigs that like paid the bills for a few months. And then we were like, all right, peace. We out again. Mm-hmm. And we would go do the passion, the, the passion work that yeah. we really loved and we wanted to wake up every day and do and hang out at helicopters and, oh, and it was stuff, awesome. Yeah. And, but over time we said more and more yes to the, the, the corporate gig that paid the bills that allowed us to buy houses and these other things, mm-hmm. um, which aren't bad things, but mm-hmm. I mean, but we all, but yeah, two of us woke up after, you know, the six years of, of doing remedy uh, and just being like, Oh shit, we, sold the farm yeah. and and no longer we don't even like we were two degrees off for the last six years and now we're like seven thousand miles right. from where mm-hmm. we really wanted to end up and that's how it always works right? and so yeah so we both two of us got out and we're like all right let's start over um mm-hmm. and uh and one of us went and did another dream that he had had and 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 i've had the the privilege of of kind of re- hitting reset and launching a creative agency and and launching fort district and Mm. launching a furniture company all parts of small parts of different dreams and really what i love and what drives me to wake up every day is to find people that i can you know i what i realized after we i got uh bought out of remedy um was that not everyone has eight thousand dollars that can be multiplied into a lot Mm. more than that and um, or a grandfather that will loan him that. And so my heart, my passion is to, is to find people that have a dream and how can I help? And, yeah. and sometimes that's telling their story through film or branding and positioning and um, design. Or sometimes that is um, being this, like the, the angel investor that's mm-hmm. helping them get that uh, company off the ground. That's fantastic, man. Yep. And, and that's in... And that's also the context in which you evaluate art a lot, a lot of yeah. times too. Is like you're always thinking like branding, positioning. Yeah, like, for like sure. Narrative. Or do like, they sell? Or they sell the dream in order yeah. to like? Yeah. Is it authentic? And so it, again, it's the cat calling the kettle black. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're so like when you have you have, like has any of y'all ever gotten the opportunity to talk to like your high school or like gone back to like give advice like. Has that ever happened in a formalized sense, right? Like, I think all of us have had I went back to UGA. artists. I went back to UGA and got to sit on a panel. Okay. And uh, what did you I, tell them? I told them to draw drop out of school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I was like, if you want to do film and you're not here to get a degree it's because your mom and dad want you to, mm. you should drop out of school right now and give me a call. And I'll give any one of you a job 
if you actually drop out of school tomorrow. Wow. No one dropped out of school. Interesting. No, I'm not gonna jump on a stranger tell me to drop out. Of school. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> it's I, not that's not as bad you, advice. I get what you're no, 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 saying. They, I'm they, all, they all had loans. I mean, it like honestly, we, I went back and they had like a they had done like a small film festival that I mm-hmm. saw on the panel of and like kind of took, like critiqued their films and there was like two or three that I was like, man, these are crazy good. Like, are you right? And then we had the the second day was like you know. We sh- we showed work that we had done, and mm. they got to ask about it, and, right? Um, and they got and 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 somebody asked like, what what's should you know? This is what I want to do, and I should I stay in school? What should I do? And I was like, you should take the money you're going to spend over the next two years, and you should buy a camera, and you should start filming things, uh, and you should start putting yourselves on projects. And so, um, that was definitely my my experience jumping back in, which was so fun just to be able to be like. Mm-hmm. Dang, I actually have some experience that might be worthwhile for someone somewhere. I just, yeah, I yeah. just hear, uh, I just hear Kanye, Omari West out <laughs> here. You know, thank you for his full government name. Absolutely, well. thank you. You know, just out here, they they want me to get a good ass job. I ain't like everybody. <laughs> yeah, come on, Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I but, never. No, I don't. I don't think I've gone. Ba- I don't know. I still feel like I'm like a baby. Mm. Comedy is like one of. Those, I'm, I'm baby in this. Like comedy is one mm. of those things where like. I talked to cats have been doing twenty years. Like you look at somebody like Kevin Hart, and you it was like, oh man, he's been good for like the last what seven years or somebody say that, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he started in like like ninety eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like you're seeing you're seeing. No one knows all those years. So I'm I'm living those where was he years. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know I've been fortunate to do a couple of things, but yeah, I'm I'm looking at it like I'm still growing. Yeah. You know, so when people, my whole thing is like, I'm, I think the mentality for people that make it's like, you got to make anything that I get, I immediately like make that old news. I think mm. that was like, a, it was a Steph Curry mm. commercial, but I was, mm. I, it hit with me. It was like, oh, you was MVP. He was like, yeah, make that old news. So when gotcha. people are like, oh, you did this TV thing, you did it. I'm like, yeah, now I'm trying to make that old news. Mm. And you have to continue to do that. Cause a lot of people, you know, if you're not hungry, you will get comfortable. Right. And comfortability is the worst thing if you're yeah. honest. Because you sit up there and you're like, yeah, people like me. Right. These jokes they're gonna work. Da da da. And I'm like, oh no, because I, I have to go back and like remind myself like you ain't you ain't nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really know all that 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 feeling of that you feel good or whatever. That's not what you wanted. Right, right. Like I, I, I don't tell people this all the time, and I don't, I don't miss my words when I say this. Like when I got into comedy, I was like, at first I was like, I just want to do this, but after I started like really doing, it, I was like, no, no, no. I want to be the best at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be good in Atlanta. I'm not trying to be good. In, I'm trying to be like, when I'm done, yeah. I want to be like, I want them to put, do we have to put him on our Mount Rushmore? Like, that's yeah. always how I've looked. That's always how I've looked at this, you right, know? Right. So, like, little things that I get now, I'm like, these will be things I don't care about right. years from now because I'm continuing trying to build. And I think, you know, so no, I have not been able to go back and tell people that, but what I, if I had the option, you know, the chance to do that, I was like, Yo, pursue it, pursue things like like you know like it's your last, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like don't 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 hold back. Like go hard. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat your grind. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. cheat. My things I always say: never cheat the grind for some shine. And I like alliteration mm-hmm. words like that. But like never Can I get cheat some the merch, though? never mm-hmm. cheat the grind for some shine. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. and they, they they're about. I gotta get my Instagram followers. I gotta know something. But are you good? Right. <laughs> are, but are you dope? Good? Right. Listen, because I always tell people being good. And being around, and I, I don't know if it's in everything, but being good and being around will get you much further than you sh- making yourself yeah. people. You know what I mean? That's yeah. real. Yeah. Being yeah. Good, like I can't tell you how many times 
I've gotten things, and this is strictly on comedy. And I, I've, of the last couple of months, I've become like comedy big brother to like Atlanta comedy scene, mm-hmm. where I've been going around like mad at people because they're not doing what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you how many opportunities I've gotten because I've just been in a place that had no business being in the sense of like I wasn't on the show. Right. I just enjoy comedy. Right. And I'm a student of the game. Yeah. And I've been there, and somebody said, hey, You want to get up real quick? Yeah. Get up real quick. Be prepared. <laughs> be yep. ready. Yeah. Handle my business. And mm. now, like, those same people are like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten right the opportunity with no agent. Like, I'm in Atlanta, no agent, no none of this would feel like cats in New York and LA have all of this stuff. Mm. I've got more TV credits than a lot of those people who have those things because comics get other comics work. Mm. And so I've been around people who are like, I liked him. I like what you did here. Yeah. I'm going to put your name in for this. And then I get it. Yeah. yeah. From, yeah. A, from just showing up at a place I had no business being doing five minutes set and being prepared and doing well. Yeah. So I'm like, be do be great mm-hmm. yeah. and be around, yeah. yeah. And then don't don't be somebody people don't want to look yeah, out yeah, for. Yeah, you know. Amina, so good, what yeah. what uh what would you be your thoughts to uh to you know if you got to speak to or if you have spoken to kind of up and coming writers or or poets or whatever? Like, what is what what's something you want to leave with them? I always tell poets or new, particularly new poets, um, my first question is always, are you connected to your local poetry scene? Mm. I say it till I'm blue in the face. Sometimes I think um, younger artists or artists that are just starting out, whether they're young in age, it's like they see you doing what you're doing. And at first I was like, oh, they want my email because they want advice. They want me to mentor them. And then I realized like, oh, they want to get on. Mm-hmm. Like that's a part of why they're writing to me because they want to get on. Yeah. And I don't really have that much for you to get on with, first of all. But um, in addition to that, right. you're skipping some steps right mm-hmm. there. So like I would write them, I would wax poetic in an email about all this stuff they ought to do and yeah. everything. And then at the end, they'd be like, well, you know how Kanye, you know and Talib do you think you could it's oh, like wow. what yeah. so yeah. I now I always start when people are like oh I, I want to do what you're doing I have some questions my first thing in the email is are you connected to your local poetry scene typically they write back and say what's a poetry scene so you're not <laughs> so I want you to go to that city where you live yeah. I want you to go to an open mic and don't spit go and listen mm-hmm. yeah. the first time because you'll get a gauge of if you're dope Right, because if you go there and you thought you were dope, and then you hear those other poets, and you're like, "Oh no, I got mm-hmm. some work to do." Right, then now you know what your work is. Right, so I typically say that, and then I say, "After you go, write back to me." Hundred percent, no one's ever written oh, back. Wow, wow. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I'm like, you need to do that work. I'm mean, even for me, like this is 20 years this year I've been performing spoken word. You know, wow. so for me, still I go to an open mic in Atlanta and still hear some poets that make mm. me go. Ah, I wish I would have written that (laughs) you know like it still makes me go home and write and I think as an artist you should never lose that you should always be in an environment that's sharpening you Mm -hmm. that's making you better but I think in a lot of environments artists get in a bubble where they're being applauded all the time for mediocre work and they're expecting to get on with that mediocrity so then when you're like now go over there and humble yourself and listen to those people and listen to how dope you're not Mm -hmm. and go home and fix yourself they don't want to do that part they Mm want to wear their pleather 
they they put the outfits. <laughs> That's not helping. Worried about the fit, and not even worried Ooh. about what they about to spit. Listen, you gonna stop rhyming like that I'm in front of us? Though. I'm telling you, the second you, time you did that, all this poetry. I told y'all, I was in eighth grade. Came down with that poetry already. Come on, young David. Oh my gosh, man! I you know I think everything you know just bringing this to to an end. I think everything that y'all said has been super helpful. I hope people out there listening has been helpful. Like you know my quick advice adding on to everything else that y'all said is just just be um you know if if you're up and coming in whatever field it is um just be and there's the baseline stuff of like being good at your work all that stuff like that but like honestly just be a person who's not difficult to work with yeah Mm -hmm. real talk yo i cannot tell you real talk how like if if they have to choose between you know someone dope here someone dope here but like someone's difficult to work with or even sometimes someone who might even be better than you at a particular right. time you will still get the call if you are enjoyable to work that's with right. yes that's like right. like if you are not an asshole to like the the crew or to people like just be there be on time be prepared uh, be be you know I'm not saying not be vocal or, or I'm not saying like accept everything given to you like right. you you should know what it is that you require and what no, you need yeah, totally. all yeah. of that but 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 what I am saying is that if you come to the table with professionalism yep. and you come to the table just like being in service of the work like yes. you come yeah. to the you come That's there good. like hey That's how good. can I what's my part in this and I want to help Cause, cause at the, and I'll be honest, like, and regardless of what you're doing, Dan, you can speak to this too, but like, whether you're in front of the camera or definitely if you're behind, uh, definitely if you're in front of the camera, everyone's there to like make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. Everyone and everyone's important. Like Mm -hmm. you're not a one person show. And so whether you're on the stage or it's like the people backstage working the lights or 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 working the sound or or someone who's just been assigned to you to cater to you in the green room or whatever just be someone who's enjoyable to work with cuz at the end of the day that's that thing that stays with you yeah. like mm-hmm. that reputation stays with you and people will talk about that and it will precede you people will recommend you off of this yep. they just be like yo like a, I can't tell you how often the word that you know, I receive or that I like really try to focus and protect is just people being like, yo, man, Adon, like we just love working with you because you, you know, you showed up, you, your lines were memorized and, or you, uh, you were, you know, just really, uh, courteous or welcoming or, you know, you don't have outrageous demands. You're just there. Like, look, man, I just want to do a good job here. And that's what I want to do. And that is my advice for anybody out there listening. And again, apply it, whether you're a poet or a writer or a comedian or an actor or music or, uh, you know, film or whatever it is that you do. Just honestly, just be professional and yeah. be someone that people mm-hmm. don't like wince and yeah. grimace when your name comes up yeah. as a part of a, a part well, of something. What, what, real quick, like so about a month ago, I was out in L.A. directing a spot and it went terribly in the sense that the 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 people we were working with basically limited the the access that we were getting to this group of people mm-hmm. that we were producing this spot for yeah and 
literally like we like circled up the team and it was like all right cool how do we handle this let's figure this out like we have like we can put our brains together and figure out okay what what are we going to do now with what we have yeah uh and the executive producer who we were working for pulled me aside and she was like i need you out here next week because it's probably the same thing is going to happen is we're going to come into this and there's not a director in la that could have walked into this and not thrown their hands up and wow. been like, I can't work under these conditions. Wow. Yeah. And, and so if you're trying to be successful and you just walk in, it's like no one's expecting you to pull off miracles in any situation. I think right. a lot of people like get put in these hard situations in there. They feel like, Oh, now this is going to reflect on me mm-hmm. and, and it, and it might, but, and you should protect yourself in some ways, but most often if you say okay look we're all in this together how do we pull off exactly what you said the best thing i was on a flight to la the next week again right just because it was like all right how do we how do we solve this problem they they, yeah. they took assessment and they were just like look like he he you took a terrible situation <laughs> yeah and your disposition your demeanor in the midst of that chaos yeah. was such that it was like Hey, he's a he's a calming force. He doesn't yes. he doesn't add chaos mm-hmm. to this. We need more people. And I there's want more him to talented come back. directors in LA that they wouldn't have had to pay yeah, travel lodging. Right. You'll be you surprised what, what lengths people will go to bring peace into their totally. yeah. creative totally. environment. Totally. You know what I mean? So, man, yeah, we could talk about this for a lot longer, but definitely want to wrap wrap that part up. Um, uh, off the record thank y'all for tuning in and uh, we will see y'all next time whenever that may be oh and buy Amina's book what you doing buy Amina's yeah. book <laughs> so- Barack said it yeah <laughs> you don't need no other reason Barack absolutely you don't need no other reason just go out and go to AminaBrown.com and spend all the money all of it for the friends we, we approaching uh, Christmas that's right gonna yeah. get on that early absolutely yeah, give these gifts out to the folks there it is so absolutely off the record we'll see you next time I'm getting 20 million off the record just to off these records nigga that's a record I'm living like I'm out here on my last adventure past the present when you have to mention this is nothing for the radio but it's still play it though cause it's that new Drizzy Drake that's just the way it goes